Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and howler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Time For the Wolf and Owl podcast Oh <laughs> Wow, you went in so big there You went in so big, so cheeky That's like Trying to rabona like in your first touch of a World Cup final and fucking tripping over your shoelaces. You know, uh, I think part of the problem is that Tom and I haven't spoken, you and I haven't spoken to each other. I keep doing this addressing the listener like I'm a fucking Radio 1. So you and I uh, haven't spoken for a bit. And so we've no. basically done half an hour of podcasting before we clicked on record. Yeah, yeah we've done a big long chat. Completely, completely chat. unbroadcastable, pro- potentially cancelable chat. Before we clicked on record. Really Lovely nice. chat though, boy. Lovely. Just nice. So then what happened was I had to boy, switch into up. sort of, I say performance mode. It's not very performative, the podcast. But I, what I, I like is you always start every podcast in a performance yeah. type mode. And then, and then dip. Like, what, yeah, what I do is go in big early doors, regret it, and then I'm shit for the rest of the podcast. And then I ask you to review me at the end. That seems to be the pattern that we're falling into. You know, what? You know where I, I think of you, like if yeah. you were the Hulk, where your body change would be, you would, go from Jack D to Tim Westwood. I, I start, I reckon the way I, the metaphor I'd use for starting this podcast is I'm at the point of ejaculation. <laughs> sort of, that, that's where I am as we, as we announce the beginning of the podcast. And then I'm just sort of post nut for the whole hour after. <laughs> you look nice though, boy. Thanks, bro. Thank you. What's that you look t-shirt on? This is like one of those, this is one of the old, Nike did load of these like, Sort of, you know, these cl- Arsenal cliches. Yeah. So I've got another one that says like one nil to the Arsenal or whatever. But I, but I like the I like the so Nike. Nice. I do like the Nike gear, but I prefer the Adidas gear. Adidas, you, Nike. Like, like honestly, I th- I don't know whether I'd swap the success of West Ham this season for some of the merch that you guys get at Arsenal. The merch is, if there was a Premier League for merch, you'd be at, you'd you'd have won it by. 50 points. Shall I tell you what the problem with it is, though, is that Arsenal have done so badly this season and for the last couple of seasons that when you, you can't, re- even even as nice as I think it, some of it is, you can't really wear it without getting it like somebody going, fucking hell, mate. You, you, must be yeah, pre- yeah. You, you must like the team to wear that at the moment or whatever. Are your kids Arsenal fans? They fun? are, yeah, they are. My, my, our eldest son, Theo is like, yeah. he's been watching loads of, have you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tom, but football is being consumed in a different way by our younger generations now, where they're watching the games, they're sort of analysing players via FIFA, they're watching a lot of YouTubers yeah. talk about football. Um, 
And so my, my son, like Theo will say stuff to me. Like the other day we went to the shops and we're coming back and he's talking to me like, I don't know how to explain it. Like he'll say, he'll say something like Frank Lampard is uh, one of the historic icons. And I go, where the fuck did you hear that from? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, like, he's a historic icon. That's what I was, I was watching. Like they, they were talking about historic icons, like from the game. And that. I said, yeah, I don't want you saying things like historic icon. All right. Who are you yeah, talking like In all fairness, bigging up uh, Theo, my guy Theo, is the fact that, mate, he is a historic icon. Like if I, that know, is the... I know he's a historic icon. But what I'm saying is, like, listen, Theo, I'm not criticising Theo at all, okay? Of course, why would I criticise that kid? The, guy, the guy's a goddamn legend. He's managed to overcome the obvious genetic disadvantages his parent had just given him uh, to become the kid he is. And, um, <laughs> but what he does, what's funny is, like, He's got these he's got these opinions and information about players he's never seen play. I don't think he's ever I don't think he's got much memory of watching much of Frank Lampard, do you know what I mean? But he's got yeah. this in-depth fucking working knowledge of like he like he'll talk to me about percentages and stuff like that. And I used to be when I was young, I used to be a real stato. Mm. Like this is before the internet. I was like a football what is known as a football nerd. Why was that? Were you did you feel like you were too attractive at school as you were? <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely shit at football, right? Yeah, me too. I wasn't very good at football, but I loved the game. So I used to just know so much about it. So weirdly, when you're talking about um, like Theo saying that, I, d I don't know if I'd have used historic icon, but I'd have known all of like Pele stats. But worse than I'd have, I'd have known like, I'd have known something like you know Martin Peters club stats or whatever. I'd have been able to tell me out of sort of like, and I thought that that was a really cool thing to be. Mm. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Right, because. When, whenever we're doing, you know, you're doing a bit of stand up or whatever, or, or you're you're looking at ner like nerdish behaviour, mm. it'll always be like, oh yeah, library, bookish, or you know, chess club or whatever. I was the version of that, but about football. Mm. Like, you know, I remember going away in England. This is so muggy in ni like 1998, and and telling people like sort of um someone would be in a bar with me and, and they'd be talking about something, and I'd go um. Yeah, well, you know, in all fairness, like Gabriel Batistuta's scoring record, both club and uh, um, internationally, is so much uh, better than Alan Shearer's. Whatever, I just know all the stuff, mm. and I used to think that was really, really cool. But it was, yeah. So what you, I mean, what I'm taking from that is one: you're a bit of a nerdy stato, and also that when you're doing an impression of yourself in the most derogatory fashion possible, it sounds remarkably similar to the impression you do of me. <laughs> I'll say almost identical. Yeah, no, but that, but you know, because you've got that bookish nature about you. Like, what I'm saying to people is, we're both nerds. Yeah, we are mean? nerds. We are nerds. Yeah. And and like that but, is, that is what happens when people that are really good at football don't know that much about stats because they don't have to compensate oh for their involvement in the sport. They just they you give them a football and they'll do something amazing with it. Whereas people like me and Tom, we have to read up and know all the to to sort of basically earn your right. To be considered a football yeah. fan, essentially, it's like how um, it's like I don't know if it happens now, and I'd love to know from any uh, female football fans. But our generation of people, if a woman, and I'm by the way, I'm not saying this is right, so don't at me. I'm saying this is wrong. I'm criticising this. I'm condemning it. Actually, I'd go as far as to say, if a woman says they're a football fan, they cannot say that without a man asking them to name five members of the squad of the team they support, or going, yeah. So, so all right then, okay. Uh, who who won the league last three years? League winners, go on then. Do you know what I mean? Or something like that. We Tom and I basically, because of our lack of physical ability, that's how we were treated. Is is what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, the other fact is, you know, let's be honest. The South Asian community has not got a great heritage in the game. Do you know what I mean? Why do you think that is though? Because like when when I was growing up, some of the most skillful players, like you're like, oh, this this kid's definitely. I remember like when I playing as a kid. Like we had like two or three kids where like who are incredible, like so skillful, and you go, oh, he's definitely gonna get signed up. None of them did. Mm. Do you, what? What is? Is that? Do you think? I mean, I we're don't know. Quite I, deep. I, yeah, we are getting quite deep, and I don't know. It's like when you hear about racism against football players, you sort of think, I know it's not an Asian player because there aren't fucking any. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to you know the the thing about um you were saying about like women now, and, and I think it's been great with punditry. It's like anyone you speak to about Alex Scott is that she is the best read, like most incredible pundit that you'll meet on the basis of her research and how much she knows about every single, pro like literally turning up and going like, I am going to be judged upon this. 
So I need to know every little thing. I don't. I, I, I don't. To... I, I don't know what it's what it, you know what it's like being an Alex Scott trying to make your way in that world, man. I mean, it must be fucking insane. Do you know what I mean, it's yeah, like... I think she. I think her. I think Karen Carney. I think they're yeah. both two. But I think, especially Alex, I think she's so knowledgeable about yeah. the game. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine how hard that is. I, I'm, and I'm talking like as a guy who. You know, if, if I say I'm a football fan, there's no one going, you're a football fan. Yeah. I look like, you know, a, a fucking... Yeah. I don't look, look like a player, look, I look like you a You look fan. like you've, been fr- you've thrown some patio furniture about, you know? <laughs> you look like you look like you've stared down the barrel of a water cannon. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had it thrown out. I've had, like, I've, I got caught up in 98. It was the worst, most terrifying <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> it's a horrible story, this. What happened, and, um so we go out to France 98 and uh, we're in Marseille and it all kicks off. It was mm. kicking off everywhere. How and difficult time, was it for you to get it all started? Did it, how many <laughs> Quite easy, actually, just <laughs> yeah. through the right insults at the right people. <laughs> so um, like we'd gone out for sort of like lunch and I had a bit of, uh, and I had a burger, but it was like really rare, this burger. It was the first time I had a really rare burger. Mm. And um, I was... At the time, I was like walking around in uh, Reebok Classics and then the England white shorts and the England like white shirt so yeah. yeah proper sort of full kit wanker yeah and uh basically all this trouble erupted and you know that thing where people are throwing someone threw a chair at my back and i pretended it hadn't hit me <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> fucking thing of like <laughs> if i turn around it will just like fucking the whole thing will just grow it will escalate so i'm just gonna pretend it didn't hit it like and so like, someone this chair whacked me against the back and the person i'm with went did a plastic chair just hit you on the back and i was like yeah yeah don't worry about it so um really looking forward to seeing what michael owens like as a player tears in my eyes like yeah. tears in my eyes Absolutely Half one point. yeah oh. you're, not, you're not sure if you're gonna be able to work, walk properly tomorrow <laughs> half my pint down the front of my <laughs> white shirt right anyway this whole thing starts erupting around us and i sort of think i'm gonna pull myself out of the situation a bit more and you know and sort of go down in my pint and then these guys just all rush us and i saw the look in about four or five of their eyes which was like we're gonna tackle this big guy right and uh, like so i got thrown to the ground um and someone sort of like kicked me and like you know and as this is happening like the pain of like you know being kicked and whatever and sort of like you know muffled sort of whatever was one thing but the actual like i was like oh my god i'm gonna shit myself right (laughs) And I remember the feeling of like literally like someone kicking me and then my stomach just literally erupting, right? So you actually you actually getting beaten up? Yeah, I'm getting like kicks and trampled on where people right. are just scuffling. I'm not like, you know. Uh and I farted and followed through basically, right? And I felt it and then someone looked down at like and there was nowhere to hide. As I was trying to get up, there was just shit on the back of my shorts and on the back of my shirt. Right? It was like jackass kind of vibes. And I got up and everyone's like, there was still a muff. It wasn't like the whole thing stopped and everyone, like a fucking Hollywood movie and stared at me. But I sort of tried, and my mate was like, oh my God, like it was all like, like literally the most disgusting thing I've ever sort of been part of. Um, and then I sort of like had to try and sprint away from the whole thing and sort of just like had to try and make it back to my sort of B&B covered in poo. It do, was you think, like, do you think your body just sort of had... You know, like how you know when they say things like you don't really know what you're capable of until you find yourself in a situation like that. Do you think your body? Because I always think of you as quite an outside the box thinker. Do you reckon your body just yeah. went? I think we could, a lot we, could about... we could either we could either pump enough adrenaline into this guy's system that he starts to defend himself and he's able to handle himself, or we could just clear an area around him by making him shit himself immediately. I mean, in a way, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing yeah, but, what's it, it, you, but you know, like your brain, like the first part of your brain when you're born, right? The first bit of it is um, your your survival instincts. Yeah. So it's fight, flight, or freeze, right? right. I've added shit yourself. Yeah. Feces to that yeah. one. It's like that's that's basically where I'm, I'm at. Like, if you were a superhero, you'd be called the skunk. Yeah, I just shit everyone. <laughs> what a dignifying thing. Don't piss him Superman, off. Superman, like... Don't scare yeah. him. No, cause hey, we got... got this guy coming over from England. Yeah, they call him the skunk. Hey, guys. Yep. What's your superpower? Well, when I'm really up against it, I'll shit myself. Yeah. And, then, and then what do you do? No, that's it. That's, that <laughs> that's is it. That's... Then I usually just scurry away into the shadows. <laughs>
I've never, uh, I've never been to an England game. Uh, you never, uh, never. And the reason is, is because I've just never. I, I've just had, I've had so much racism at England games, like in pubs. And You've things. had it, yeah, loads of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've either had it directed at me, right, or I've seen it directed like at the TV or whatever. And I've had mates of mine, like I remember when England played Tunisia. I'm sort of laughing because it's so fucking racially misguided. Just when England played Tunisia, a group of Asian mates of mine just basically got targeted as if they were fucking Tunisian. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, so you see so much of that. And that, I've got to be honest with you, it's sort of affected my my support of England football team. Do you know what I mean? Because you sort of think, I really want to support England and I love, you know, and I want England to do well and I feel English and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I'm now supporting the same team do you know what I mean? As these people that are saying this sort of stuff or doing this sort of thing, I found it difficult. I had a tr- I've had a troubled uh, yeah, relationship no. with them. I can't even, um, yeah, I can't even like, begin to, like, that's just horrible. I, I think that, you know what, the truth of the matter, that's a really, I, I went away with England quite a lot and it's, it's horrible when I've seen it in pubs. I remember when we, we lost to Portugal and they smashed, you know, England fans smashed up a Nando's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and we're going, you know, and that's the worst side of it. But I do think the trouble is it's such a small minority of, I know. of fans. When you're away and, and I would say for, for the most part, you're going to meet a love, loads of other football nerds and people that you, you get on with and, and, and of lovely people. The sad point of it is that there's always going to be that element of, you know, and I hate to see it. It's a horrible thing. But, I, but, but, but mate, you, my... you, you, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there. Like, totally. Because the truth is, is I would have that experience or I'd see that going on. And it's this is my mistake now off the back of that. I would go, fucking hell, I'm not supporting England or I'm, I don't want to go and watch England or I don't want to put in an England shirt because of what I've seen. But you're absolutely right. Most England fans, the, the vast majority of England fans are fucking sound like would you know yeah. you wouldn't have any trouble with them and actually what you can't do is what I'm doing is destructive there because you're sort of going you're taking this these actions of this of this very small dickheaded minority and you're allowing that to tarnish your whole experience you know what I mean it's exactly the opposite of what you should be doing to be honest and it's, it's you know the other thing that the best thing about going to those tournaments isn't even the England fan it's like hanging out with different people from different and seeing how like for, I went to a few England games but in '98 and uh, you know other years you go to watch other teams and see how they'll, they'll be in yeah. how they'll love watching the game how they you know having drinks with like fans from yeah. you'd never ever meet people oh it's amazing you know, just sort of hanging out with different cultures laughing at their accents they smell a bit different <laughs> all that kind of stuff I get you <laughs> no, but how they love the game it, it's for me that's where football is the, the most beautiful thing because it just brings everyone together and, and that's but and I will say that it is that thing as well where you I think in a later few years you go you know, you are kind of, you've got your wet, wet wariness about you because of, mm. you know, the Russian element or, you know, it is a different, that's the sad thing. I think that's the saddest thing that football has is is that sort of element of of mob mentality. We, we have, we have uh, I mean, we're 20 minutes in here. It's been pretty, it's been pretty, pretty heavy too. shit, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do you want to get into some, uh, do you want to get into some politics? Uh, nah, no, let's leave the politics. Let's, let's do that next time. Uh, you know what I think is quite nice is that, Man, that's how the wolf and right owl ride out, man. Yeah, you yeah. just don't know what you're going to get. Well, you, you don't know what yeah. topics we're going to cover. You don't know what order we're going to cover them in. There might be a massive gear change. A lot of people are calling us the podcast, the well, podcast version change? of the one. You want show. a gear change? God, put your foot on the clutch. My garden looks sick, boy. What? My garden looks sick. I've really enjoyed being a green fingers this this last weekend. What have we, I've loved is it. this? What you've done the whole weekend? Yeah, man. Move talk some shit through, around. Talk me through what you did. Move some plants around. Yeah. Planted a couple of trees. They look good. Mm. Um, mowed the lawn. Uh, Carchered the patio, okay. uh, which we've got some fucking birds that have nestled up in a fucking gutter and so there's shit everywhere. Yeah. What's the score with birds living in your gutter? And they just live there rent free and shit wherever they like. It's literally well, I don't, the worst it's very thing. difficult to get into a situation where you are collecting rent from them. <laughs> but um... <laughs> no, but they all, if it was magpies, they're all like picking up treasures and stuff. But no. No, but it is so what like, do you think? How do you think it works? If you've got magpies, you can help yourself to a little brooch as as part of the wrong <laughs> I don't. I think you're. Aren't you supposed to get rid of them? No, you can't. What do you I mean you can't? This is actually for something for the RSPB, actually okay. to get in touch. Yeah, uh, um, g- give us a shout. Um, what is your score with bird nests? Can you get rid of them or can you keep them? Do you so have how many bird them? nests are we talking? We've got one bird nest just above my head at the moment. 
Right, and what does it? Like, and what's in the gutter. Isn't it nice though to have a bit of wildlife? Not really. No, because there's shit everywhere. They're disgusting. They're like literally pooed all up the side of the house. I had to get the cart out twice this weekend. First time I really enjoyed it. Second time it felt like they were laughing at me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what's your garden like? Is it got a lot of flowers and plants in it? So actually, Lisa did a bit of uh, she did a bit of a garden tidy up uh, at the weekend, and um, we have made the mis- I would describe it as a mistake. We have made the mistake of putting astro down, like full fake grass, or whatever. Yeah, and um, it's insane. It doesn't it doesn't look anything like grass. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500 trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com Atlassian it's it's such a mental surface. And then the other day, um, it blew up like a rug. Oh, no. It's just so embarrassing. I, I don't know how to explain. It's like your skirt's lifting up in the window. Yeah, or it's like, you know, a, a bloke walking down the high street with a what he thinks is a really well-fitting wig. Yeah. It's, you sort yeah. of think, and sort of people, I, I feel like when it blows up like that, I, I just feel like people are going, that, 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 that family is so fucking lazy. <laughs> They think they're too good to go and mow their lawn. And look, what's flowers out? Have you got flowers and stuff? No, no, not really. A bit. There's a bit around the edges, but do you know what? I I I have a real respect for Titchmarsh because it's too. It's our toil, mate. Moving around plants and stuff, and keeping them nurtured and lovely and and looking nice. Why are you doing? By the way, this question isn't as facetious as it sounds. What, What I'm asking is, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because? At some point in the future, when those bloom or whatever, I don't know what the, how the seasons work, but when they do, are you going to go out there with Catherine and you're going to sort of, I can imagine you just sort of putting your hands on your hips and you go, well, this is where the, the hard work really pays off. Take a look, girl. You know what, Ron. Or are you doing it if, for the journey? All right, no, I'll tell you, the, the journey is almost instant, mate. It's like getting on a tube and you're there. So yesterday, I cracked open a beautiful cold... Ice cold uh, bottle of Well Hydrate. Oh fuck um, off! <laughs> after after a toilet day in the garden, I looked round. I went, ah, I looked, went. Just said to myself, "The garden is looking good. The garden looks nice. Well done." And I just sort of smiled to myself, and uh, yeah, it looks nice, boy. So, so what what what's the, what plants are we talking now? Uh, we've got some beautiful roses that I don't know all their know all their names. Mm. We've got some nice red ones, some pink ones. Great, great, <laughs> great, great. Um, we've got a couple of big uh, trees. You know the the ones that look like the, um a ball on the end of the the uh, like a big. That's you've got the the bit the straight bit that like goes like a lollipop up. tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a couple of those. Uh, do you have to do you have to check how they're going to affect your neighbour's light or whatever when you plant those? No, I didn't check. No, I'm not no. saying. I'm not saying. Did you? I'm not asking. Did you check? I'm asking. Should you check? Is, that, is that I don't think so. I, I think that I actually uh, think that they're. I hope that they're fine. If I'm honest with you. Do you reckon you could stick a photo up on the Instagram for us? 
Yeah, I'll do it. What, of the trees? Yeah, of the whole garden, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it. I'll do okay. it. Great, yeah. great, 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 great. You should do one of your, you lying on your AstroTurf and just your <laughs> knickers. <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving house soon and we're going to have a bigger garden in that new place and I'm a bit nervous about all that. Mate, you, you've got, you know what you've got to do is you've just got to completely fucking enjoy it. You've got to make the garden your friend. I just know that I, I, I just won't get it right and I'll find it frustrating. And everyone will say to me, oh, it's really relaxing when you do a garden and it'll become this new thing to have a hang up about. I mean, like I, I, something will die and then I'll be convinced that's a sign of the fact that I can't keep things alive. Then I'll start worrying about the children and Lisa. I mean, it's just, I, <laughs> I know what The, the truth of plants is some of them are going to live. Some of them, they are robust things. You've brought up three beautiful kids, right? But let me tell you now, right? The way you say, oh, you know, I'm going to fail at it. and da, da, da. My garden has been trial and it's been error. I've been here for two years, right? I've messed stuff up. I've put stuff in the wrong places. But now I've started moving things around. I look around it and I'm thinking, you know, in a way, it's like being a plastic surgeon. Mm. Yeah. So at some point you're going to get like someone's nose, you're going to over egg the pudding a little bit and make it too pointy. But you can always go back and I don't think it. you can. I don't think you could in that in that case really? actually i think that's that is a, you're looking at a lawsuit there probably <laughs> all right well <laughs> right, okay all right it's like it being a hairdresser right right i might shave a little bit off too much off the side one okay. time but when the guy comes back i know not to do that again sure or you know a guy you come into me and say oh i really want a ponytail this month and i go all right okay hair's long enough we can do a ponytail the next month you come and said you know what actually uh instead i want a french crop <laughs> and i'm like yeah mate you can have whatever you want Times change, things grow back, and that's what a garden is. I wonder, I wonder what a reaction would be of a hairdresser if somebody with long hair went in and said, "You know, what I really want a ponytail." <laughs> and the hairdresser goes, "Sorry, are you saying? <laughs> are you saying? <laughs> are you saying that you need me to show you how to do a ponytail?" Yeah, I've really, I've always wanted a ponytail, right? <laughs> So your hair's long yeah, enough. But... Yeah, I know, but I want to put it into the tail. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a ponytail? No, I haven't. Oh, I did back in the day. You know you didn't. When did you have a ponytail? I, I had an undercut. Oh, yeah, I did undercut, I undercut as well, undercut. but I never grew it long and enough for a ponytail. you could put it up like that and just have a little ponytail. What's your Mate. take on these? Uh, listen, I was about to get into very judgmental about top knots here, but, you know, the top knots are great. They're great. They're really great. Look, I, you know what? I'd have one. I think I'd carry one off in a, of a prom. I've got to say, man, I keep on getting targeted by uh, hair clinics. Saying what? Um, just do you want some free, free plugs? And I'm like, there's times when I can't sleep at night or I get up a little bit early in the morning, I'm just lying there with my own thoughts. And, uh, you know, I reminisce of that, you know, that, that heady summer where I had like fucking an undercut and, Fucking, I could wear it up in a ponytail or wear it down. And when I sort of get out of the pool, I can just swash it around and stuff. And then I think about, you know, when I had like fucking, uh, like a French crop or, do you know what I mean? I used to love having hair. And sometimes I look back at it and think, fuck, man. Tom, Tom, yeah, yeah, but okay. But how would you deal with that? So let's imagine that you go, yeah, thank you. I will, in exchange for mentioning it a thousand times on the Wolf and Our podcast, <laughs> I will I'll, I will get some free hair plugs or whatever. So you do that, right? And then what? The next? How, how are you planning? How would you plan on unleashing that on the world? Because you know people are aware. I think you've got to be no, but you've got to be honest with people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You have to be honest with people because you're currently bald. So if you turn up with a full head of hair, yeah, you have to yeah. be honest with people. I think I think the hair no. does the job for you. What I'm asking is, how will you play that off? Will you go? I've just been to. Is it in Turkey or do you stay in do you stay in the UK? No, there's two different ones. One in Turkey, okay. one in London. Right. Okay. If, so. You know what, mate? If I'm honest with you, I'd say. I, look, I'm not even thinking of doing it really yet at the moment. I think because what I want from my hair is like a really big, like I want to go back big. I want to, you know, a sweet look of, you know, the fucking length there, boy. But um, I'd probably just say to people that, you know, I miss having my hair so much. You know, it's like buying a new dog, isn't it? I suppose in a way. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or I think things are becoming more normal now. Mm. And they're normalized. Yeah. Some of our biggest icons and some of our biggest heroes have had it done. Like who? Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Tubes from Soccer AM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's a few other people that um, I'm legally probably not allowed to name, but I could, you know, 
Yeah, uh, a lot of people have had it done. There's nothing wrong with having it done. I've got. No if way. I was to say to you, Mavid Sneckham, right? <laughs> what are you? Can I just ask what are you trying to do there? <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying I can't legally. So say. So you're clearly talking about David Beckham, but why? What? <laughs> you can't legally say that. <laughs> you can't legally say that David Beckham has had hair plugs. It's been speculated upon in some of the media. What? And he, has he th- has he threatened legal action? Not against me, but I don't want to get into that with him because I, I admire the guy. I admire the guy too, but but has he has he refuted it? Do we even know that he's he he's anti being called out for it? Can you Google it, point please? Point now, David Beckham hair plugs or Mavid Sneckham or whatever uh, alias you've given him. Hold up! Look, wait there. What? David Beckham shows off his thinning hair two years after his hair transplant. Oh yeah, look at that. What does that mean? So he has had it, and he's it. He has had it, and then what? That like, he has admitted to it as well. Full credit, actually, to for, to him. So David, but, but hold on, why, why has he had hair transplant, but now it's thinning again? I think I don't think it lasts forever. God, he's so cool, David Beckham, isn't he? What makes you say that? Just looking at pictures of him, it's just a picture I of him, know. right? He's just wearing like this. There's a picture of David Beckham here, right? And he looks so cool in an outfit that the difference of David Beckham wearing this outfit and me and you wearing this outfit is. For David Beckham, you're looking go, fucking hell, he's absolutely owning that. He smashed it. Mm. Me and you wearing this outfit is like, oh, God, have you seen? Like, we've just given up. You you know, the yeah, I can see the picture. I, I think, I, yeah, he looks amazing. I think there should be warnings on pictures like that. You know, because you look at you look at David Beckham and you think he looks great. And then what happens is, is somebody like you and I decide that we're going to make an effort and do something about our appearance or whatever. And then we buy a similar outfit. Yeah. And you look like an I absolute yeah. bellend. Yeah, there should be someone just there to say, don't wear that, mate. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is Lisa. I mean, uh, Lisa oh, has, Lisa's called Catherine. me out on a number of things, actually. Catherine's incredible for that, I've got to say. Mm. Like, the other day, I, I put on something to go for a dog walk, which wasn't that far away from what David Beckham's wearing in that mm. picture. Mm. And what did she say? And she went, you're not going out like that, even for a little walk with a dog. And what did you say? Oh, I got changed immediately. Did you get grumpy? No, 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 no. no. If I was, she's always right about stuff like that. Mm. We have a, that mirror you see behind me there, mm. right? That mirror is one of the worst things I've ever spent money on. Why? Because it makes you look fucking oh, you t- great you... in stuff you're wearing. Yeah. But... You, you look at that mirror and you go, oh, fucking hell, I'm smashing it. And then you walk past it in, sh- in a shop window. And you're like, oh, my God, I look like I've been poured into this outfit. Do you know what I hate? Is, is there, there's a certain angle. I think it's like three quarters on that you're at your sort of girthiest, right? Mm. And every impromptu photo that's ever been taken of me is at that angle for some... It's like my body wants to go... It's like something about my brain goes, I want you to cry about this photo later. So so I sort of position myself into this thing to to look at my absolute fattest. Yeah, but you know, look, you know the truth of it is no no one stands front on to a fucking picture. You look insane. Why the the fuck do we all stand completely front on in a mirror, you stand completely front on, yeah, yeah, and you stand like that, and you breathe in, and you go, and then you go. That's how I'm going to look to everyone all day. What the fuck are you talking about? It's, we had it's a mirror mad. once that was so disillusional, though, right? Uh, I don't. I think I saw. I think I'd seen you around this time. Like it was a very small part of my life. I went for a phase of thinking, oh, I'll wear my shorts. So when I wear shorts, right, I'll give them a little couple of rolls to give them a little bit of fucking. I hate. I hate bagginess. I hate when shorts flare up at the bottom. So you're, right? you're pin rolling your shorts. Yeah, I would pin roll them a couple of times, right? And I looked in this mirror and I was like, looking pretty cool. I look pretty fucking cool, right? Um, I've always, often, I've often it. thought when I've seen you in shorts on the occasion that you do wear them, I have always thought to myself, I wish you'd show a little bit more leg. So it's nice that you were, it's nice that you're rolling right. them up a bit. So, we, so I go you go, the how whole... high were you going up? Just sort of. I, I went like two pin rolls. Yeah, and you're right. you're jet pin rolling. I've noticed that, right? I can pin roll nice, right? Two pin rolls, right? Yeah. So I pin rolled these a couple of times. I look in this mirror behind me and I'm like, I look good. Boy, it looks mm, good. Mm. Smashing life, right? Yeah. I've had all the day at work. I'd had some meetings and stuff and caught up with some people. And I was going for a couple of pints in Soho. I think caught, caught a look of myself in the fucking window. Mm. I specifically remember it in the window of Soho Theatre Bar. Yeah. And it looked like I had fucking Daisy Dukes on. Walk past Soho Theatre. Yeah. Thirstily looking through the window, see if there's any media types for you to go and have a drink with. <laughs> right. And I look in and I, and I genuinely look like I've got Daisy Dukes on. <laughs> it looked like I had hot pants on. So in my mind, let me just, obviously, look, I, you know, I know we can't. In my mind, I'm, I'm wearing them. 
like this, yeah? Yeah. And the truth is they're like that. Oh, my God. Right? So just, look, below, just below your ball bag for the benefit of the listener. Yeah. yeah. So I look like I'm basically just going, I really like my legs, I'm getting them out. Like, and my legs at the time it were, were quite tanned, but yeah, I've got nice. It, yeah, it, I've got nice legs actually. Yeah, but it's one of my my main attributes, and yeah, summer comes, I like to get them out. Yeah, and and then I had a t shirt was too fucking tight. I you know, it was just not a good look. I, I, I shudder now. I know to think I, about everyone who saw me that day. I Rupert Majedi took a picture of me that day. Yeah, isn't it horrible when somebody takes a picture of you and they <laughs> see you in a horrible position like that? I wonder who would do that. Oh, no, that's right. You did that to me when I came to the offices recently. <laughs> no, I only got that through because Rupert does it to, did it to me a few times. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you carry on the abuse. You don't pay it forward. No, but you look cute in that day. No, you I did. Nice you, know, you knew exactly you what you are doing and you put it straight up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking at your phone looking like really sort of docile and cute. <laughs> You're such a dick. The fact, that you, the fact that you remember the fucking photo tells me everything I need to know about your motivations. <laughs> Because if you were truly innocent, you'd have gone, what photo was that then? But you knew straight <laughs> I've, away. I've got some beautiful photos of you. Mm. Do you remember when I had that new new that where I could sort of, you could make like the blocking around your feet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had some fun with that. Lisa and I have been talking because the, the Swan is actually quite self-conscious about her physique. She probably won't like me saying this, but she, do, you know, she does get, she does get nervous with no reason, by the way. She's uh, she's an absolutely delightful woman. But we were both having this chat. We went out at the weekend. Went to uh, fish. Shout out to Fisher's Farm Farm Park. Very nice well, time for all the family. Living it up. And it's such a weird thing, isn't it? The sun comes out. You get excited about the summer weather, but at the same time you start getting nervous about the fact that you can't hide behind layers anymore, right? Do you know what I mean? You can't, you've got to yeah, start, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, you, you, you're potentially staring down the barrel of just a single layer between being between you and the elements. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and T-shirts, it's so difficult to buy a T-shirt that's the right size and is flattering. And I'd say for somebody with, yo, in, yo, in yo. our kind of awkward stage, almost impossible. Go on. No, 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 you're no, no, no. To... I'm going to do a, sh- I'm gonna do a shout out okay, for go, you here. Go on. Because I, I, mate, I struggle like fuck with this fight. Okay. I'm tall. You, you've, you've got, you're like myself, right? So you, you've got a lot la- larger upper body, right? Yeah. A longer upper body. Yeah. Then you have a tummy, right? Yeah. Shout massive out, right? Number one, I'm going to say rug, uh, rugman t-shirts. Uh, the ones I'm wearing now, amazing. Shout out. This is no poke product placement. They're incredible. They fit well. Right. But also, um, shout out to eight, a- a- just a plain ASOS. A- ASOS do a plain white t shirt, right? Right. That is, I brought two of them the other day and I wore them out. We went out for me and Catherine, like yourself. I'm like, I'm con- t shirts are the worst fucking thing because yeah. they'll cling to shit. Yeah. They'll fucking hold to shit. You can't put a jacket on to fucking hide them. Do you know what I mean? I wear an overshirt all the fucking time. Yeah, you know, overshirts are literally like wearing a baggy dress for a Correct. guy. Correct. Correct. Right? It's They're like amazing. They look cool. It's like putting on a smock. Yeah. I wear, I, they, they, honestly, they are so fucking nice. The cut of them is G. Okay. I'll send you the link. All right. Okay. And they, they fit beautiful. And it, right. it's still got that kind of, uh, that 90s rep of how a 90s t-shirt used to fit. Okay. All right. Before everyone got into slim fit. But I, uh, mate, I reckon every couple up and down this, you know, within, obviously there'll be a few that don't, who couldn't give a fuck or mm. looking good. Me and Catherine have had this exactly the same conversation. Rank, you know. It's like a ritual. We're about to go out the door. Lisa goes, do I look like a fat old cow in this? And I say, do I look like a fat old prick? And then we'll say no, and we'll both assume the other one's lying, and we'll just go out anyway. <laughs> Mate, we went out for dinner the other night, and we had the same thing. Like, you know, both going over what you're wearing. Because yeah. you're, you're out of practice, right? Yeah. We haven't been leaving the house. We've become, like, completely fucking at one with like the way we look because you, you're with the person that you love and like fucking adore the most so we, we, we've become like in a world where we're like oh this is what we look like this is this is what we'll wear and all of a sudden you're because you don't there's no judgment really there shouldn't be any judgment at home but yeah there shouldn't be any judgment anyway but once you leave the your front door you're then oh shit i'm playing golf later and i'm already in my head what am i gonna wear oh uh, mate it's, it's, it's this planning what you're wearing and I, I, i'm gonna start you start thinking to yourself is it because i'm vain and it's not because you're vain it's because, well, look, there's there's a there's a vanity to it, but it's not because you think you look amazing. You know, when people go, I just want to look stunning one day, or I want to spend, a, I want to look gorgeous for that. You're not going to look like, 
I want to look like the. I just want to look like a regular human who doesn't pass their own reflection in a shop window and feel like crying. Is that too much to ask? I want to look like a puddle of dog shit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. I I don't want to look like somebody that makes other people wince as they walk past you. (laughs) Okay? That's You know, the worst thing is pity. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you're wearing the same as someone, but they wear it better? (sighs) Like, exactly the same. Yeah. Where this one of the producers on Misadventures is this guy. Morgan, a really good-looking, slim bloke. And we bought the same kind of overshirt, this sort of nudie jacket thing. And honestly, mate, I, I walk in and I see him wearing it. It looks like a different garment, bro. It, it looks like it looks like he spent 300 more pounds on his one than me because of the way it sits on him. It's just, it's just insane. To the point where, you know, oh, oh I've got that jacket. And then somebody else just goes, oh, have you? Okay, yeah. I'm not fucking I, I, wearing it now. Yeah, I've worn it. I've worn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrible. You're just looking at it going, oh, that that's that is that is how the people who made the jacket wanted it to look. And Can I and, tell you about gone. This is awful. Well, I played for, uh, golf the other week with Jamie and Harry, right? Yeah. Basically, I'd forgotten my golf trousers. Right. So I had to go and. Uh, like buy and I've got like a yeah you know, I like my clobber right I've got some well, incredible like golf track like that clobber. fit me nice as a bigger guy mm, mm, mm. shout out Lululemon right so <laughs> so I had to go to the golf pro shop well, well, listen if you just said to Tom Tom Davis of ten years ago in ten years time on a podcast you're going to say the word shout out Lululemon <laughs> right listen I, I I zip in right. I zip in nice. Uh, I go in and say, have you got any golf trousers for me? And this guy's like, oof, look me up and down. And it was like, no, nah, I don't know if we sort of got it. Let me see what I can do. He was a lovely guy, absolute gentleman. But he's come back and all he had was like uh, my waist measurement, but a 32-inch leg, which is like four inches. So well, a three, it's I'd a three-quarter length here, right? Yeah. No, it's about there. It's like, right. I'm, I'm about 35. Yeah. You know? So just so you know, guys, was... Tom, has, Tom has gestured with his hand how much shorter they'd be. Um, once again, about three once again, about thirty episodes in, showing yet again his failure to appreciate this is an audio medium. Right. right. Anyway, and then the, I and, then, go- and then we video these. I, I, I don't know if you're thinking we're going to show, but the, the idea that this would be the fucking clip that we put out. <laughs> anyway, anyway I, they, like that was a day where like I'm playing with like everyone's dressed drippy right and not just the people i'm playing with the people before and after sure sure, sure. So you're, nice. you're on a drippy course right yeah and then mm. i turn, turn up and i've got ankle swingers on and i've had to pull the ankle swing it was either i have my butt i ever wear like a fucking low rider jeans <laughs> with my thong out <laughs> or i wear them up with a pair of ankle swingers yeah so in the end i tried to wear them sort of a bit down but then pull my uh polo shirt a bit further down sure. and wear a baggy po. Yeah, it was it was a fucking absolute. It's and then I looked at across and saw Jamie and everyone. It looked so fucking drippy. Mm. Yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, should we go to some emails? Let's do it, baby. Uh, this is from Michael White. Uh, he says, "Morning, Wolf, Al, and the Swan." I just wanted to start off by saying how much I love this pod. Uh, da, 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 that's enough blowing smoke at your at your ass at your asses, he says. Yeah, wow. Which is, uh, thank you so much for the kind comments. We do read all the kind comments, but we don't read them out because we find it. I find it nerve wracking, not nerve wracking, embarrassing. Uh, after some advice from my friend and my brother's unborn child, my partner and I were due to get married last October 2020, but due to COVID, we needed to push it back to October this year. And that time, my brother and sister-in-law are now having a lockdown baby. There wasn't much to do in lockdown apart from having sex. Which, which uh, is excellent news. And when they told us a few weeks back they were having their first baby, we were super happy for them both. Only issue is that her due date is two days before our wedding. Nice. Uh, talk about bad timing. Myself and my partner are not, worried about the, are not worried about the attention being taken away from us. We're not that type of people. Uh, the bigger issue is that the brother and, my brother and his girlfriend won't be able to have a good time or enjoy themselves. They should be ready to blow at this point. It should be overdue by two, two days. <laughs> at this point, I'm really struggling to know what he's asking us to do advice-wise in this situation. Uh, but the biggest worry is that there is a good chance they could miss the wedding completely if she goes into labour the night before the morning of the wedding, which would result in them not being able to come. 
I know that decision is totally out of their hands, but I might be able to postpone our wedding to 2022. Then that would ensure they're both there for our special day. Just want to add that me and my mother are very close, pretty much speaking every day. In wolf words, he's my guy and he has a sweet soul. What advice can you give on this matter? Are we best to go along with our date this year and fingers crossed that the baby's early? Or do I look to postpone again, but then face a massive backlog due to wedding being moved due to COVID? My partner and I really want to get married this year after what happened last year, but we want to have all our family there and certainly my brother and sister-in-law. You guys are invited to the wedding. I know Tom loves a wedding. Peace and love, Mike. Mikey White. Yeah, boy. Michael uh, White yo. with a little bit of a wedding email. Need some advice. Yo, mate, a white... Let me say this. I hope it's a white wedding, yo. Um, uh... Do you know what? I know you were doing like a thing, like an ironic joke thing there, but you still look proud. It was so horrible <laughs> to watch. <laughs> You're an absolute prick. You're such a prick. <laughs> Literally, that was such a fucking AJ uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> Klitschko thinks he's got a fucking blow. He come in with a fucking shlain little uppercut. Listen. Yeah, go on. Mike, my guy Mike. Love you, bro. Wanted to say that for a start. You seem like a yeah, fucking absolute that's, the best. that's how you start a relationship with someone in Tom's world. You say you love them. Yeah, but listen, Mike White, you're a fucking G, bro. Because you know what, Mike? I can tell you this. You're worried about all kinds of things at the moment. Uh, and you don't say it, but I think you're worried about, um, you're worried about your sweet lady, your missus, uh, in all the mix of things. And I think... There's something to be said about the fact that postponing a wedding twice is going to have, you know, uh, I, I guess it's, it's a bit of a shocker. It's going to be pretty difficult because then you're going to always be thinking, how important is your wedding in the scheme of things? Because every time you move it, because you don't know what's going to happen next year or the year after, do you know what I mean? You're just always going to, is it going to be the thing you constantly move? Um, that said, you know, you seems like you and your bro and your, your sister-in-law, you know, you've got an incredible relationship, very so solid relationship, and you obviously want them there. Um, I mean, I kind of think, for the most part, I would say keep the keep keep the date that, as you have it. But then your relationship with your brother seems so so solid and so so, and it seems a thing of beauty, my bro. Uh, I'd I'd say that maybe just on on that, just that alone, uh, I don't know, it'd be gutting, wouldn't it, to to do it without having him there. I mean, I'm giving you more questions and answers, man. Tom, can I ask uh, you? Can, can I ask you something? Do you do you yeah. feel like sometimes when I say Tom over to you, which I do every time, yeah. I'm not really giving you enough time to think about? No, no, I can think on my feet. I always think about this. Imagine if me and White White were in a pub. One day that's going to happen, my G. And Whitey came in. And he was like Big T, and I'm like, "Wait, there, is just getting around him for once." Everyone would laugh. Um, <laughs> and then he'd turn around and he'd go, "Guys, I've got this predicament." I know for a fact I'd be the first one to blurt out some advice and then mm. you give more kindred. You know, you turn around. This is basically what would happen. Mike, Mike White would turn around and say his problem. i go, listen, Whitey, mate, da-da-da-da-da. you come over and go, huh, fucking seven quid a pint. All right, and I'd go, Whitey's up, fucking up to his neck in it at the moment, mate. Don't worry about pints. He's got this this problem. Mm. And then you go, tell tell us what the problem is. And then you give can your you see? Can you see how similar that voice is to your Stato voice? Yes, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, hear yeah, it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, good. Well, I'm listen, I'm glad you can. And just, just to be absolutely crystal clear, Michael, you, Tom, and I will will, will not be having a drink together, okay? Oh, I don't break the guy's dreams. He's always got to change his wedding date. What? He's looking forward. Look, if he comes to one of the shows or... Yeah, look, if you, come to, if you come to one of the shows, we'll buy you a pint, all right? Yeah. Uh, Michael, this Ooh, is... We'll probably get is, like three 23 pints anyway. So this is... Uh, I'll be able to drink them on my own. Uh, Michael, I don't think you should move the wedding. There you go. I've made the decision before for you. I, I, I really don't think you should move the wedding. You've already postponed it by a year. It sounds like you'd have to postpone it by another year. The truth is, no, no harm is going to come from you having the wedding. Yes, there's a possibility that your sister-in-law might go into labour and they're not, they're not be at the wedding. But then, how amazing is this? You get married... And then you go and see your niece or nephew. It's fuck like it's yeah. like fucking happiness wrapped up in joy. It's an amazing potential outcome. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, they might be able to make it to the wedding. If they don't, you know what you do? You sort out a little separate thing where you guys just celebrate a wedding together. and a, like a wetting a baby's head and wedding yeah, post wedding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I understand why you want them to be there, but the truth of it is. You you make it what you want it to be, and so I think what Romesh is trying to say is family is important, but so is love. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you do love your family, so that makes absolutely yeah, no sense. 
No, I was just saying. The way you said that was like love is separate to family. Well, okay. Family love is important, and so is loving another person who you spend the rest of your life with. Which could also be family. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're not going to get married to one of your family. No. So, anyway, Michael, uh, uh, you haven't said what date. It's, well, it's, what is it? October. October 2021. Tom? Are you? Um, I'm you... around. Yo, and Mike, yeah, if we can't make it due to work commitments, um, please, please send some pictures in of the happy day. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, thank you very much for your email. Um, please do not send any pictures in of your wedding. Thank you. Congratulations, by the way. Okay, this is from Gareth. Hi, Swan, Wolf and Al. I need some sweet, sweet guidance on something I've been mulling over for a while now. My son Aidan and daughter Grace have both started playing football with their respective teams and I finally got them to start watching the football on TV with me. I love this. It's got to the point now where they've started asking me who my favourite team are and that friends, their friends like Man United, Man City, Liverpool, etc. But I'm a West Brom fan. Do I guide my kids down the lines and line of becoming Baggies fans in the eternal relegations and lack of success that comes with that? Or do I let them choose their own teams and give them a chance to support a successful team, but know that I'll lose a special bonding opportunity? Any advice you can give me might help me make the right decisions. So thanks in advance. Love the podcast. Please keep them coming. Gareth. Uh, Tom, I suspect I know where your feelings are going to lie on this. Well, gee, man, Gareth. How you doing, bro? Uh, number one, I can tell already you're going to love the opening of this podcast because we go deep into yeah. If you'd like to hear a sort of uh, a discussion about football that is neither funny nor displays any insight, then rewind yourself to the beginning of this very episode, my friend. <laughs> you're so funny. Oh, I love you, Rob. <laughs> it's a cheeky smile you did afterwards. Um, right, listen, Gareth, what is football, man? Is it about trophies and medals and champagne uh, lit streets no. no it is about bonding my friend like some of my most cherished memories are going with my father to football and, and you know going to watch not a top rate team and yeah i used to go all over the place watching football with him but the, the, the main thing was was just going and and having those experiences those bonding moments and i think that's the most important thing uh, i think the truth of the matter is if if everyone got into that position where you're like you know what we'll just support someone successful this you're in a super league situation where that's all everyone's doing is they're just going to follow your united's your cities your chelsea's um and and football's bigger than that and it always has been i think it, i think we're joking around there about marriage and family and, and i think there's an element of that football brings is that that family of the, the football family being being together spending some time and go and watch watching clubs like West Brom, and I, I'll go and watch a non-league game now, and, and absolutely love it because I think there's a passion there, and there's something that's just very, very special about going and watching watching a team who are playing just for the sheer love of the game. And don't get me wrong, obviously West Brom aren't that. You, you know, you're going to be up, you're going to be a downs, but imagine the feeling of in fifteen or ten years' time, West Brom get to an FA Cup final, right, and your son and your daughter support Man City. And that moment isn't there with them. Because that could happen, right? I mean, look look at Man City. If you told Man City fans 15 years ago that they'd be the biggest club, you know, potentially the biggest club in England, as certainly on the same scale as Chelsea, Liverpool, Man, uh, Man United, you'd have gone crazy. Because Man, Man City, when I was growing up, were a great, well-supported team. But they were never that size. They had history, but they weren't that size. Things can change in football all the time. And, you know, but the one thing that can't change is, you know, if they go down the road of going there, they're not going to go all the time because I'm, I'm guessing if you're a Baggies fan, you live in the West Brom area, you're not going to be taking them to go to City. So I, I think it's going to be, a, it's, and as, as a West Ham fan, let me tell you, it's relegations, it's ups, it's downs. But this season, it's so, so special to be sitting in sixth. That's incredible. That's just, like in life, my barometers of success are so much lower. Me and Rom talk all the time about our sporting prowess. But if I if I play around a golf, I hit one good golf shot, I, I, shot I'm, I'm winning. You know, If me and Romesh go and have a kickabout and he scores one header, me and him are winning. Do you know what I mean? Our, our, our barometers are so low. So West Brom get up in the Premier League and you finish seventh. You've had a cracking time. Man, remember, just go back and remember the great escape. And imagine how special that would have been with your son and daughter. Here endeth the lesson, Gareth. You're a G, my friend, uh, and I love you. Gareth, thank you for your question. Um, I would echo uh, everything Tom said there. I, one of the things that I think, that the, one of the mistakes, not the mistakes, not a mistake, 
One of the assumptions people, I think, make about supporting a football team is that if your team's the most successful, you will get the most joy out of that team. And I just don't think that's true. I sort of, you know, I, I think of, of my time as an Arsenal supporter. And obviously Arsenal have been on the slide for the last however many years. I remember when we were the just after the Invincible season, I remember if, if we won a game, right, I would just, against anyone, if we won a game, I would just think that, okay, we've won the game. That's what we're supposed to do with Arsenal. If we drew or lost, I'd be fucking devastated, right? I'd be gutted, so annoyed, right? Then fast forward a few years when Arsenal weren't as likely to win against teams like that. I remember we came from 1-0 down to beat Chelsea 2-1 and the fucking exhilaration and joy I felt at that because my expectations had changed because of what I expected from the team was different was so much better. I actually, there was a sweet spot when Arsenal were kind of, you know, slightly not quite up to invincible level, but, you know, still there or thereabouts top four. I was, I was really enjoying support. You know, actually, if you look at the, the experiences of going to watch them in terms of objectively, the amount of adrenaline and enjoyment you're getting, I, I think it's probably higher. A couple of weeks ago, me and the family were at Centre Parks and we were watching the, the second leg of the Brentford playoffs, right? The joy... You'd feel, I mean, imagine what it feels like to be a fucking Brentford fan right now. Like, it must feel incredible, right? And imagine being able to enjoy that with your whole family. You know, in answer to your question, my children are all Arsenal fans, right? And they have seen, during their lifetime, they've seen Arsenal get progressively kind of worse and worse. There have been times when, when my son's looked at me and he's been absolutely gutted at how Arsenal have been doing. And I'm fully aware that Arsenal are still one of the top achieving teams and that's a, that's a very spoiled attitude to take because there are teams that would die to be an Arsenal position I know all of that but in terms of relatively speaking my kids of all friends with people who support much more successful teams than them and sometimes they get annoyed about it but equally when the season starts we're all going as a family to watch them and we're all going to be like into it I took my son to the FA Cup final against Chelsea that we won and he was like convinced that we were going to lose but it was still an amazing day I just think the possibility of your kids supporting a great, you know, a successful team and seeing them win the league is so massively outweighed by the family feeling of, of being able to support a team together. I, I live in an Arsenal house and for better or worse, we all root for the same team. And, you know, sometimes that's shit and sometimes it's great, but you're all doing it together. I think that's much better than somebody supporting a team that, you know, they win the league or, and, and then somebody else is upset when somebody else is happy and all of that. I just don't see that. Having said all of that, uh, and I realise the answer I've just given is incredibly waffly, but I do feel strongly about it. Having said all of that, I would be inclined to give your children the choice, really. I would present the argument and I would say something similar to what I've just said to you, probably more eloquently and a, and a little less waffly. And see what they say. I've on occasion, my children are young enough, particularly our youngest, on occasion I've said to them, you do know that if you want to support a different team, you can. Because I don't want them to feel like they're forced. And every time they've always said they want to carry on supporting Arsenal, partly because that's their habit and partly because I do think they enjoy us being a, an Arsenal family. Do you know what I mean? So that is my answer to that question. I hope that helps. Gareth, go forth and do you, my friend. You're a G and you've got this. I don't think I could have answered that worse, really, mate. Listen, I I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast. I've been shit today. And I know I say this a few times. I have been absolute shit today. And I'll tell you why I've been shit. In about two hours, I am heading off to the dentist to get some major fucking work done. What is the major surgery you have? I'm getting like a a big like root canal and then a crown put in. And Jeez. Oh, mate, I'm so scared. You're I'm with so the peaceful dentist. Scared. You are with the it's peaceful a, first dentist. First of all, it's a gentle dentist. It's not right. a. It's not an anti-war dentist. I'm going to. Right, you're the gentle dentist. If there's one person I trust to do this, it's them. You're going to genuinely be fine, bro. I'm just so right. I've, I've, all going, I can, it's you... all I can think about. It's all right, I can think to about. Me. Listen to me, bro. Right. Let's just take this back to our friend Mike White and his wedding. Right. You're booking your wedding singer. Right, you're going to go with Ellie Golden. You're going to go with James Bay. You're not going to go with Metallica. Right, you have gone into an environment where you're having met dental work done. Yes, you're terrified because you're scared of dentists. That's fine. We've all got our phobias and fears. You have gone with the most kindest. Even in in her name, she's called the gentle dentist. Tom, she wasn't christened the gentle dentist. <laughs> no, no, I know she wasn't christened that. But look, if she was called the gentle dentist and wasn't gentle, soft, and um, sensual and <laughs> 
kind, right? Let me tell you, you're so excited be... about saying essential that you stumbled on it. No, look, she she would not be able to get away with that name unless she had earned it. Sure. It's like it's back back in the day when you were given nicknames mm. or you know. With like Native American Indians, they were named after the things that they were fucking amazing at, and that's what she is. She's an incredible dentist. Okay, right. I want you to walk in there. I want you just to hold both her hands, look her in the eye, and just say, "Please take care of me." I don't think I'm going to hold. I'm I don't think my... I'm going to hold her hands, <laughs> mainly because they're going to shortly be in my mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> just walk. Okay, walk in. Just say, "What's her name again? Her real name?" Tony. Right, Tony. You just walk in and go, Tony, sorry, can, just before we start this procedure, I just want to say something. I'm gravely worried. I'm terrified. Can you give me your 100% word that you will be gentle, as your name suggests? I swear now. And also, be, staring... and also be a dentist. I want, she, I want it to be both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Right. She will look you back in your eye and she'll go, Ramesh, I've got this. It's what I do. I'm the gentle one. Okay, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be, just... Can I be honest with you? If she looks me back in the eye and says that to me, I will be concerned. I'll, I, I will actually say to her, "Are you high?" <laughs> right, you will lay down. You know, she'll. I don't know whether they play with your hair or they stroke your beard no, or whatever. They don't. They don't. <laughs> right, <laughs> like yeah, mate. It's the same thing as when I take my dog to the vets. He hates it. We make an experience. We tickle him. We have some fun with him. You know. And then you take him a few times, he gets used to it. And that's what what, what like. a lovely example to give. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? You are going to the best person okay. to be gentle with you. All right, thank you. All right. So, so on behalf of the Al, I just want to, on behalf of me, I just want to apologise to you guys listening to this because um, I you think know. you're doing a disservice. I think you've been lovely. No, I think I've been, you're nervous. I've been terrible. Like that. Do that... not wear. Do not wear white underpants. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, go back to oh, my story no. at the top. Uh, no, I know what you were doing. Why would you have to do that? Because <laughs> you're not 100% with it. So yeah, but I'm with, I'm with it enough back. to... Oh, I know what a callback is. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you just literally undermined everything you said. I think you've been great today, by the way. You know, you're going to shit yourself, brother. That's a callback to a joke I made earlier on where I was talking about earlier on in the podcast. That, that's how little you think of me and my performance today. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, I'm not. I think you've been great, okay? I think every listener who cares about the owl will be sending in lovely advice and lovely things for you to do and sort of checking in on you, okay? All right. We're not two solo animals sprinting through the woods. You know, this is part of a part of a tribe of animals going through through this together you couldn't think of one word that applies to animals <laughs> could you for a, a pack herd flock none of that all of that evaded you <laughs> okay tom can you please do us the honor of uh yeah. taking us out please my g there was a beaver sweet sweet little beaver and he was growing up um and was conscious that his teeth weren't as strong as the other beavers i wonder what this is i wonder what what you're going with this and his mum and dad one day said to him look you know why do you question everything about yourself and he says you know i've seen like bruno and kevin and Raphael are all going out and they are able to chew the bark and chew the woods in such a way that they've made the strongest dams that a river's ever seen. I just don't think that maybe it's in me because I question how sort of sharp and strong my teeth are. And his mum turns around and she says, look at me, son, look at me now. Do you know why you question your teeth? It's because you've never used them. You've never tried to build a dam, so how do you know you shit at it? And he just looks, he puts, cups his chin in his hands and says, because I'm bloody shit at everything, mother. And she says, no, you're not, because you haven't tried everything yet. You share all the things you've tried, but everyone is good at a couple of things, including you. And he just looks, smiles, and he goes out, and he takes his first little nibble of a piece of wood. And he doesn't build a dam. He sculpts it into a perfect replication of his mother. <laughs> and he takes it to their little, uh, like, Warren house thing. 
And so she says, did you go and build a dam? He said, no, I made this for you. Because some of us are born to be productive and some of us are born to be beautiful. Creative um, is the word you're looking for. Creative, yeah. <laughs> some of us are born to be... Some of us are born to be productive and some of us are born to be creative. Well, we're all born with just... And she strokes his hair and says, keep on sculpting, son, for we never know where that will go. Three years later, their house was washed away because the dam wasn't strong enough. But anyway, <laughs> that's the story of the sweet beaver. Um, Do you... So what, what did you, was that the end of that? Sorry, there's a bit where you go, some people are, are born productive, some people are born creative, and other people are just. And then what was the end of that? No, but we're all just. We're all just what? Then she just says that. That's, that's like, yeah. That's, that's, actually, that's how she finishes it. <laughs> no, she goes She's like, got an interesting parenting style. She's sort of <laughs> mum that says to her son, you're not shit at everything, you're just shit at the stuff you've tried. No, but he's going, right, it's like trying ice creams. Yeah. You don't like all the ice creams you're going to try, but when you find one, you're just addicted to it. Sure. You know, shout out Fab Lollies, right? And when she says some of us are just, and she just, I probably didn't do the right um, connotation, but she shrugs her shoulders. This is, so. ir this is irrelevant to me, but um, I want to know if this is of interest to you. Do you know you can get Cornetto tips now? What? Do you know, have you seen those? No. They're just like mini, it's like the, the bottom third of the cone. Sealed off with chocolate and just ice. It's like a little mini, like, oh. snacky thing. Is that a good... Oh. That's a good idea, isn't that it? That is wonderful. Yeah, that is beautiful. I, think be, I had an amazing vegan breakfast, by the way, this morning. Go on, talk me through it. Crushed avocado on mm. toast. Mm. Uh, seeded toast with some chilli and salt and three beautiful vegan sausages. Oh, lovely. Very good, man. Very good. How 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 do you like your mashed potato? I'm, um, I made... Oh, we can't talk about this now. Anyway, just very quickly... How do you like your mashed potato? I like it with loads and loads of butter and salt. I'll be honest with you, I'm deeply unsurprised by that. But the question I'm asking is, how white pepper as well? How white solid pepper. do you like it? Oh no, I like it. I don't. Like, I hate it running. That's why I never put milk in it. It's a stupid thing to put milk in it. Mm, that's what I did yesterday. Did you? And I did it, was it really runny? It was sort of like a slop. Oh no, man! It's no, bad, man. isn't you it? You put butter, you put cheese, you put salt, and you put a little little tiny to taste bit of white pepper mm, okay. and then you've got a mashed potato fit for a king or queen or prince or princess or simply just a jester okay well that what a wonderful way to go out uh thank you so much guys sorry for my performance on this uh, episode we Yo, will see we'll you. be seeing you next time post dentist with the owl so he'll be doing a review of the gentle dentist yes look forward to it take care bye 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 If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.